This is Travel Better Podcast, episode 22. Staycations. They are so awesome, and this is how you do them. I'm your host, Leslie Lello, and it's time to get going, so sit back, hit that cruise control, and enjoy the show. Staycation, staycation, staycation. Okay, I'm here recording this with my little pupster today. Doing his jangly thing. Let's see his Superman collar. There he is. He's saying hello. We're talking about staycations. And here's the thing about staycations. You can take them anytime. I am in a show right now. Hello, random. It's random for me because I haven't acted in forever and I got into a show and I'm bragging now. It's the lead. Yay! And it's funny. Yay! And (laughs) so I just wanted to brag about that. Thank you for giving me that space. But my point is, I've been able to get away, but it hasn't been as much as I normally do or would like to, and it hasn't been convenient, because I've had to several times race home to get to rehearsal in the evening, and I've been late, and it's not good because I am not that kind of person. I get I hate it when I'm late. So I have had to kind of compress my travels. So the thing that that creates, I I always need to be exploring. That's how I am. It's always, even when I live in a town for a very long time, like I lived in Pasadena forever, I would randomly find stuff to do there that was like really obscure, but really awesome. And there's a lot of benefits to that. And some of them, uh, like right now being very close to New York. I have friends come visit and I know New York like back of my hand. So I have like a rundown of things of tours that I actually give people who visit. I've given this tour since I was in high school. So I'd have somebody come visit me and be like, let me tell you this tour. It's the same tour my mom gave me when I was like five. Well, no, we lived in the city when I was five. When I was like like a teenager and she'd be like oh you want to reacquaint yourself with the city let us do this and then we'll go up fifth avenue so we do that in in the christmas time and see the whole windows and and everything like that and then we'll go do the village and then we'll go to way uptown and central park and all that so i had my method down so but if you're constantly appreciating where you're living and taking the staycation and it might be your town or it might be your state Because maybe small towns, like I lived in Cottonwood, and even though Cottonwood has a, Arizona has a burgeoning wine uh, industry there, a a local wine industry, it's a small town. It's really one of the smallest towns I've ever lived in. So there was, but even then, there's always, every town has its own mystery. So from from a travel point of view, a travel better point of view, and a staycation point of view, you can find, by the way, that wasn't me farting, that's me moving around on a leather chair because I tend to sit, um, can you hear that? (laughs) I tend to sit cross-legged on my leather chair and I just moved my feet. So, but well, you know, I wouldn't have cared if you had thought it was a fart, but just to clarify. (laughs) Um, Okay, so the advantages to continuously exploring your local area, there are tons. You will save money, you will save just by the gas and the tolls and all that. You'll save time by the driving. You won't have to stay overnight if you don't want to. You can. And even a staycation where you go to a local hotel that you might have never stayed at, but it's in 
lonely planet or it's like interesting it has a history a story that might that can be a whole adventure in itself so there are a lot of advantage advantages to doing staycations if you have little kids who hate to be in a car longer than an hour that's another great opportunity to staycation it and you know in an ideal world we'd be able to go on a vacation every single week or every single month and I know people who do freelance work who set their lives up like that where they're like I'm going to Tahiti for a week and then the next month I'm going to the Alps for a week and all that but I know that a lot of people do their nine-to-five thing do their parent thing and they are not set up in their life to do that so the way that you have to I, if you like to travel and you want to always feel like you're on vacation, because one of my mottos is vacation is a state of mind. It's not necessarily a place because there's something to get excited about wherever you are. Because you ever see those magazines where people's, people are holding up, like, I, I'm a member of Toastmasters, and they'll, they'll send the magazine... And in the back of the magazine, they have all these people, and there was a woman there holding the magazine, and in the background are these beautiful Alps. And I just went, oh, man, that's awesome. But theoretically, I could be standing in Times Square, and in fact, I have a running joke with a friend who knit me a hat, and I said, I will take this hat on all of my travels, and it will be the hat that I, you know, like my little magazine... But I only had to travel 25 miles away, and I took a picture of me with the Empire State Building in behind me, and I, you know, texted it to him to say, "Hey, here's another travel place that I went with your hat." It's really a staycation for me because it's something I can do during the day and still go home at night and watch my Big Bang Theory. So, okay, how to do staycations? Because you know, we all do stuff to relax. We go to Barnes and Noble, grab some books and a latte and, you know, blow off some steam, you know, with some fiction or whatever. We get a massage, we go to the local spa. So here are some tips that I think help. Earlier I mentioned that if you grab a friend or have a friend visiting who's not from the area, that always helps me tremendously because a lot of the time, a place can reinvigorate itself as new when you have somebody visiting who hasn't seen it before. I know that I have had friends that have shown me places that have been new to me, and because of my excitement about it and my joy and my fascination with it, it is contagious, and they also become reinvigorated with that and get fascinated with it and excited and maybe they go into a museum. I'm thinking right now, which just came up for me, I visited some friends in Leeds. This is England. We're talking about Europe. I was in Leeds, England, and I had some friends. I was staying with some friends and they brought me to York and they would have been to York their entire life. They've been going all the time. They knew it you know, back and forth. In fact, when I went back the second time, we went there to go Christmas shopping. But the first time there, I was like, whoa, this is awesome. What happened in this pub? Oh, it flooded. How cool. It's, the water was up to here. Oh, this is the Jorvik Museum. We're going to go see some Vikings. That's so cool. So 
just by virtue of that, they're like, wow, this is the Viking Museum. I did this as a kid, but now I'm doing it again as an adult. And I think if I had just wandered in here as an adult, it wouldn't have been quite as cool. It would have been cool. It would have been a nice memory to revisit. But even with somebody who's a tourist, even if I'm not, it makes it even that much better and that much more exciting and that much more new. So if you can, bring somebody who's not from the area. This is why I love showing people New York, because I've seen it a ton. I live there. It's not that big a deal, or L.A., or Arizona, but when I have people I can show it to, I just, oh, I start relishing the things and, and being reminded of the things that I loved when I first arrived there. And not only that, but there's the, the layer of tourism that you can show them, and then the layer of I live here so I can show you the inside stuff, and that's even better. So number two, if you can't have a friend that's there with you who is a tourist, I would say pick something you haven't tried or seen yet, something that's new to you. So for me, and I guess we'll talk about New Jersey now, I've been going down the shore since I was a kid. I know it. I know the beaches that I like. I know how to get there. I don't have to open a map. I can tell you what ice cream place to go to at each beach, <laughs> although not um, Seaside anymore because my favorite ice cream place had a fire, but oh, I feel so bad for Seaside. Anyway, most of the time I can tell you everything about the my favorite beaches and why you should go there and or if you have little kids, you should go to one. If you have bigger kids who want like the roller coasters, again, I don't know. I would send them further down to uh, Wildwood. I would normally have said Seaside, but um, we, I don't haven't seen it since the big fire there. But anyway, my point is, go someplace you haven't seen. Even in a, even if I go bring myself to Manhattan, because Manhattan is a dynamic city that changes all the time. I would say that I can find my little places that I would hang out as, uh, you know, when I was younger, when I was in college, when I was with my family. But if I am even forced, if I have to go into a place like New York, which I know, then maybe I would pick a bar or a museum or something like that that I haven't been to that would make it new. In fact, one of the last trips I took into New York, I went over to Avenue C in the Alphabet City, and I hadn't been in that neighborhood in 10, 15 years, looked completely different, and it was really quite an adventure for me. So that uh, is how you can make it new. Even if you go for a meal, you pick a, a town. Like there's some, one of the trips, the staycations I'm planning is the Hudson Valley area. There's a lot of little towns along the Hudson River. And I saw, I saw a little travelogue on this cute little town. And I'm like, if I just pick one of their little historic pubs in there, and the goal is to have a nice, you know, fish and chips meal or, and a beer there, and then, you know, wander the shops and call it a day, that it could be something mundane like that. But because you're making the effort, because it's a new town, because it's a new pub, it makes it a big adventure for the day. So that's if you're going without your tourist friend. But going back to your tourist friend, let's say, and I've had this, friends come from New York, or have come from someplace else, England, New York, California, and they're like, I have to see New York, and I have to see Times Square, and I 
know Times Square and I've seen it and I'm kind of like, oh, all right. And and I know Fifth Avenue, but I know they're going to want to see that. I know that they're going to want to see a little bit of Central Park or maybe the John Lennon area, the Strawberry Fields area. I will do that, but I always include something that's new for me if I can. Uh, I like to also kind of just flow with what's happening. Like last week in Salem, oh, I'm talking about it again, but Salem, I hadn't been there for 10 years, so it was new to me, but at the same time, I knew the city, and we did a lot of repeat stuff, but we picked one new thing, and that one new thing was House of Seven Gables, which was great, and that was my little new exploration of it, so it made it new and shiny for me, and for her, and my friend, and so that's a way where you can gift both of you. You get some time to enjoy the city and see it in its newness with your friend who it's completely new to and you're adding a cool location that is going to be awesome for both of you too. Like a historical pub or a museum you've never been to or something like that. A new hike if you're in Los Angeles. A new beach if you're in Los Angeles or Santa Monica or or further south or you want to do something like that. Just pick something new. So I also like to pick something that involves some physical activity. I mean, obviously, if you're going on a walking tour of New York, you're going on a walking tour of New York or walking. But sometimes the funness is actually doing something different. It's not necessarily just going and looking at stuff. So let's say instead of picking a location close to you, to try berry picking or archery or that usual place you go for bowling, for candlestick bowling, like something random like that, you say, I think I would like to see the archery place that's down in New Hope, Pennsylvania. And then you get the whole drive there, then you do your archery, and you come back. It's kind of like what I was saying about the pub, but I do like to incorporate some physical activity if I can because I think that that really connects the body to the traveling. It's like sometimes travel can feel you spend all t your time in a car and then you just then you just wander in that slow way that's when you're sightseeing it can be kind of exhausting. So it can be a nice way to break up the day to go do something that's oh we're gonna go climb this wall it's part of this adventure thing that's or oh we're gonna go zip lining you know and maybe like I've been to Hunter Mountain a bunch of times but if I go zip lining at Hunter Mountain it is I've only been in the winter time so it's a new place new activity in a place that I'm familiar with kinda but it's all of a sudden a newness to me and it's two and a half hours away and I get to enjoy the ride and maybe we'll stop at a farm on the way and huzzah, you know, so that's great. Speaking of huzzah, okay, so I could have gone, I didn't, I missed the Ren Fair, the Renaissance Fair this year in tuxedo, but had I gone just a day there, that's a perfect example. It's so close to Manhattan and, but it's a great way it changes up the environment because it's a great way to just get out of the city and really just immerse yourself in a very natural setting in a completely different world and it just kind of hits the reset button on life I think so um, you know and it's those kind of things if you can be really creative and clever about all this I think that you know you can spend a lot of money you can go to a day spa for the day and get that whole effect maybe a new day spa 
that's 200 miles away, you can do that. But, you know, it really doesn't have to cost a lot. The other thing you could do if you really want to go budget is pick just a few towns over a park that you've never been to and wander the park. And you'd be surprised at how much that really just reinvigorates you because you have to still look for it and oh this tree is new and I didn't know this is how it would look like it's all about feeding the well and what I mean by that that's like a, an artist way term by Julia Cameron it's a book but it's really just kind of filling the well is like opening yourself up to new images so that you can feel like you're really living a life that is a life that has a lot of newness in it and so you can take the extravagant route. You can take the very basic route. You can also just, you know, I, th I think, and I think the bragging, <laughs> I wrote in my notes, extra bragging points for being awesome yet obscure. And I think the best ones, the best staycations are the ones that are the most creative and obscure. Like, I'm going to go, I can't even think of an example. I've done them before where it's like totally random in the middle of nowhere. And... People go, people, locals who've lived there for 20 years go, is that a thing? And you go, yeah, that's a thing. And, <laughs> and then they want to try it out, even though they lived there their entire life and and they didn't know about it. So that, that I think, is, is the best, for me at least, the best staycations. So I'm going to sum up by saying in more urban areas, I have, I've been here... I, I didn't do much in Chicago, and that's all I'm going to say about that. I did a lot in Arizona, but I didn't find groups that would do that in Arizona. But I just made my own because there are a lot of cool things to visit. And, of course, in L.A., I would just do all the time, go exploring, because California is just so beautiful to look at. Out here, when I got back, I was like, well, I should... I'm here, I don't know how long I'm staying, which has kind of like been my life for the last few years. I do travel, and then I'll, I'll go someplace permanently for a little bit. Permanently, but not, but tempor temporarily permanent. <laughs> and, uh, so here in, in the East Coast, in New Jersey, I just, I chose to look up uh, meetup groups. And this is something I kind of explored in Arizona, and I found it, the groups to be kind of minimal. It's, it was a more rural area, and I don't think that it was really tapped that much for socialization. And even though I also lived in Flagstaff for a bit, most of the socializing was amongst the college groups, the college kids, and they already had their ways of socializing. So I was a little bit older than that. And I was like, Hey, who wants to do like restaurant night? And if, you know, it was kind of weird. Plus I had my own groups too. I was in college and I was doing broadcasting and we would go out for restaurant night. So, and we'd go out for happy hours and everything. So I didn't really need it. So I kind of just signed up for things and then forgot about it. Oh, I did it in Vegas too. And I did absolutely nothing with meetup there either, but I've done it a lot here and it has even... If you're not looking to go with groups, sometimes I join groups and I 
go, wow, what a great idea to go do that. Oh, we, I could go climb this rope course, and that's only an hour away from where I live, and I could just spend a day just climbing these ropes. And that's, you know, it's set up as like a group activity, but typically I can't go anyway. They always pick days that I can't go. So it's like, all right, I'll go on my own. I have a staycation to do, which has been great because here I am in New Jersey, and I'm doing a show right now, and I don't know if I'm going to be here next month, but right now I'm here. So I have had to, for the last couple months, make do with my staycations, which I have. So this is my end of the post, end of my uh, podcast, and I thank you for listening. I hope this has helped, and especially in the next couple months when things are going to go crazy with holidays and we're going to be... No- nobody wants to travel in bad weather. That was another... Advent- uh, 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 Why can't I say that word tonight? That's another advantage of staying close. It could just get snowy and then you don't want to be stuck somewhere or, you know, blizzard or just cold. So if you stay close to home, unless you're flying out to the Bahamas or something, it's a good way to feel like you are taking these little mini vacations without actually having to take the time, which right now in the next two months, Thanksgiving time and especially Christmas time, it seems like it's the time when most people are insanely stressed, but also are in the greatest need of getting away a little bit and just relaxing until January when things kind of chill out. But if you can pull yourself away from your work and your shopping and your holiday cards and your cooking and just say, hey, you know what? I think I'm going to go to Philadelphia and look at the Philadelphia Bell, which I haven't seen yet. Which is true. I haven't seen yet. Crazy, huh? I travel and I've never been to Philadelphia. So that's on my staycation list, too. If you can do that, which I will this coming fall, then you can maybe enjoy the holidays and this season without um, missing moments like that and also get all of your stuff done and do it with more joy and less stress. I hope you've enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week and happy travels.